In life's journey, we must seek to reflect, learn, and grow. Welcome to the Road to Rediscovery with your host, Aubrey Johnson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Road to Rediscovery. I'm your host, Aubrey Johnson. The Road to Rediscovery is about reflecting on past life lessons to learn and grow from them and to take it to the next level and help and uplift others who are struggling through dark times. I am so excited for the conversation we're about to have today with my special guest. He is a voice actor, public speaker, and relationship and sales and real estate coach, and a lot, lot more. He has a unique method of incorporating his voice acting skills with his coaching. His heart and motivation for entrepreneurialism has helped others in many ways, going back to his early days and humble beginnings as a child starting businesses. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mr. Spike Spencer to the show. Hey, Spike, welcome to the show. How you doing, man? <gasps> Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh, hey, Aubrey, good to see you, man. Uh, I am really, really uh, glad to be here. So thank you for having me on. And uh, hello, everybody. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to have you, man, and we're thrilled to jump into this conversation. So uh, just give the listeners uh, a, a quick synopsis of, of where you're from and, and what was life like growing up for, for Spike? Okay. Uh, well, here's uh, an interesting thing is uh, where I am now is in Australia. So that just gives you an idea. Uh, this is why we had this back and forth. We're like, what is the time difference there? Right, uh, right. I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia because of uh, COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. So that's the end point. Uh, and I've been here for nine months. And it looks like we're going to stay here for a little while longer. Mm -hmm. uh, to go back to where things began, um, you know, my, my childhood was kind of like most people's. Uh, I grew up in uh, Oklahoma and Houston. Typical, actually, you know what? If you saw Stranger Things, those four kids, that was my childhood. It was the 80s. Uh, that was me, Robert, Mike, and Jeff. I mean, I, I know these guys, and it's like, okay, I got it. That was what we did. You know, we rode our bikes everywhere. Yep, yep. Um, people don't understand back in the day. It's like, no, back in the day, there was no television <laughs> remote control. There was no... Right phones without cords to the wall, you know, yeah. those sort of things. Nobody has a clue. Uh, and it was, it was, I look back at it now and I'm, I'm very grateful that I was able to grow up that way uh, because it was a real connection and family. And uh, the, the phone call to come home was my mom stepping out of the, the house and going <laughs> really loud. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I would come back and go <laughs> right back at her. Uh -huh. And uh, so that's how I grew up. And it was interesting because, uh, you know, you have friendships that develop then. And it was just, you know, it was a simpler time back then. And it was, it was fun. And I started my first business. When you're talking about business and sales and all that, I started my first business. It was a candy business uh, because I, it started as, it was interesting because my, my cousin was a BMX, you know, rider, the, right. the bicycle motocross. And I went to watch him and everybody was giving away free stickers. And I was like, that's so cool. And I got a ton of them. I was like going, and I saw some people thinking they could, they could, they could like sell these things. So yeah. I was like, Ooh, I'll get more. I went around, I got as many as I could. And I put them in a <laughs> big folder, laminated and all that stuff. And I took it to school with me and I put prices on it and everything. And so yeah. I'd say, Hey, you guys want a sticker? 
this would, these are dollar. These are $2. These are $3. Oh yeah. I want that one. Give me a dollar. So I made some money off of that, took that money and went and bought candy at 10 cents a pop and sold them for 50 cents a pop. Uh, and that was my first real business. And then like most people back in the day, you know, you, uh, would go door to door washing cars or mowing lawns or, you know, whatever we, I think we're all born entrepreneurial lemonade stand. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and somewhere along the line, it gets beaten out of us. <laughs> yeah, no, it it's does. hard. No, yeah. you're you're right. You're right. It's hard, man. Uh, uh, so, what was your driver that early? That early on? I mean, you you're exactly right. It was a different world back then, right? I mean, we didn't email each other. We didn't text each other. We went over our buddy's house, knocked on the door, and asked their parent, "Hi, Mrs. Wilson, can Tom come out to play?" Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. We had the phone call, the the phone that was you know on the wall with yeah. the extra long cord, so that's you could have right. some privacy and go in the other room <laughs> and shut the door. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. So, so um, you had a heart for just uh, physically interacting with your friends, right? I mean, you're side mm-hmm. by side, you have the look and feel and touch, and being with someone going, and it's not this virtual type space, obviously back then, yeah. um, uh, and 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 of course, there's always the draw of being able to make money, but the organized way at your age in how you put, basically you put a business model together is what you did, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, what was your driver or, 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 or um, motivation behind that starting out so early? I wanted stuff. <laughs> I mean, I wanted yeah. a lot of things. We didn't have a lot of money. It was, uh-huh. uh, it was a lower middle-class kind of upbringing that I had. Yeah. And I didn't realize until later on, this this will get into some of the coaching and, and training and all that, yes, is, yes. is that I had a very deep set uh, poverty mindset from my family uh, and from generations and generations and generations. And it takes time to get, get out of that. And I just, I wanted more. I was always that guy. I was like, going, I'm going to make more money. I'm going yeah. to figure it out. Right. Um, and, and I did. I kept going and kept going. And then... And I saw what can happen with people that have jobs. My dad had a job. He was in the oil business. He was a, a landman. He would go and lease uh, land so that the oil companies could drill on that all over the, the country. Mm-hmm. Kept him away from our house for months at a time. Right. Uh, the family broke up, divorce, yeah. uh, lost everything because there was an oil glut. If you might remember back in the 80s, there was an oil glut and OPEC nations, they flooded everything with oil. So the price of oil went boo. And tons of people got laid off and he was part of that. So we lost everything. We lost our house. We lost everything. And uh, so they divorced. And then my mom and I moved back to Houston because I was born in Houston, back Oklahoma, back forth, back forth. So yes, I've had tornadoes and hurricanes. Yeah, both. Um, Yes. I've stood in the eye of a hurricane. I highly recommend it. Kind of a bitch getting there, (laughs) but it's fun. But But it's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing when you're in there. Um, And I said, you know, I just, I always wanted more for myself and my family. And that has been kind of a driver for me. And I continually strive and and try. And I've had lots of failings. You know, you're going to have ups and downs, guys. I'll tell you that right now. I don't care what business yeah. you're in. If you if you never have a a failure, okay, good, good on you. But failure yeah. is the best teacher. Period. Oh, for sure. So 100%. boy, boy, do I know how to do some stuff now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I screwed up big time. Well, for sure, right? I mean, how many how many people who are at the pinnacle of success in their career or respective areas can tell you I got there with zero failure, right? 
that number is zero. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, I mean, at least in my mind, you know. Yeah, I mean, well, there are some people that, that have that, but it's it's like, but what have you learned? Well, I learned how to do it right. Oh, really? Well, what's going to happen when when something does go wrong? They're going to lose it when other people are going to go. Oh, I saw this coming. I knew because I had this failure back then. I've had through. I've had a bankruptcy. I've had a divorce in my life. I've had all kinds. I've lost everything yeah. and started yeah. over. And I know what all that feels like. Mm -hmm. So, like in real estate, you know, I've made a lot of great deals. I've made some really bad ones too. Mm. Gotcha. I learned way more on the bad ones. Yeah. Way yeah. more. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you apply what you've learned from those and, you know, to, to moving forward. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, yeah, that man, that is huge. So um, like you said, divorce, poverty, uh, losing everything. I mean, those are tremendous uh, uh, obstacles, right? They're, they're tremendous uh, barriers and challenges and struggles, um, you know, that you've gone through. And so, uh, like you said, you know, when you lose everything, you have to start over. Uh, you, you have a very, I don't want to say pragmatic, you have a very reasonable um, outlook and approach to, uh, to, 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 to how you respond, okay? But uh, there, there are some people who, you know, when they lose everything, whether it's the first or second time, just because of their makeup and who they are, you know, um, they, they, they get very mired and overwhelmed by just the fact of this happening, right? To where it kind of, it kind of, it kind of distorts their view of, okay, I get, I need to figure out where I am and what direction I need to move in. Okay, how how do you keep that focus in the midst of all of this devastation going on around you when it happened? How did you didn't. keep that focus? I didn't. No. I'll be straight up. I didn't. Okay. So okay. what I said, uh, for example, now when my, uh, the divorce with my family early on, I saw that coming. I mean, okay. I was like, you know, here I am. I'm like 12, 13. I'm like, oh yeah, this ain't working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is not going to have, this is not going to work. Uh, and so when they divorced, I went with my mom and really never had another relationship with my dad. Uh, okay. it, was, it was very strange. And I moved with her, uh, away from my, my dad and my brother. So I really, I've, I've seen my brother like five times, uh, okay. since then. So, um, yeah, we moved to Houston and I started over, uh, there. So, but, but the big thing, when I say I didn't was for my divorce and bankruptcy that happened in, uh, 2005, I had to start over from nothing because it was really, my life was that marriage. My life was mm -hmm. that wife. Yes. We didn't have kids. Thank yes. God. Yes. Um, okay. but we had a house and lots of properties in the business and it was struggling and that was adding fuel to the fire. And then my wife had an affair with my best friend, uh, which immediately was, that was, and I talked, talked about this many in my book, even it's, I talk about, you know, boundaries when somebody crosses a boundary that that's it. You have, if they do a, you got to do B, you can't go, well, maybe we can, no, that was it. So I was like, fighting, fighting, fighting to save the marriage. And then once I found out that was happening, I was like, oh, well, we're done. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> for sure, bam. For sure. Yeah, next day, sold my wedding ring, got a tattoo on my back and filed for divorce. And wow. I said, you know, we're done. That's it. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. And two months later, I moved to LA. Knowing four people, I lost everything. Oh, and I mean, and I mean, it was, it was like an atom bomb because yeah. my family, my mom had passed away uh, a couple of years before my dad, not in the picture. And, uh, so my family was some cousins that I would see like maybe once a year around Christmas or Thanksgiving. And, but it was 
my wife's family and my best friend's family. That was my my family. So I lost both of those families and uh, and had to start over with nothing. I mean, literally, I went to L.A. and all my money was spent in the first year because I, I did what I thought I was supposed to do acting wise because I was like, well, God wants me in L.A., so I'm going to be a big star. <laughs> right. Yeah. And Hollywood said, keep walking, kid. And uh, <laughs> it was like, you know, well, OK, fine. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But I when I say I didn't uh, just automatically you know, it's like, okay, well that happened. Ha ha. Let's go be a success. I drank yeah. a crap ton. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say shit. Ton, but I don't know if I can curse here. <laughs> That's okay. No, so, I, 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 I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, what I say is so I'm part Irish and Scottish and all kinds of things. And I said, I went full Irish, man. I was just like, Hey, tea tight deal. Where's the bar? You know? And, uh, pints and quarts, pints and quarts, pints and quarts, baby. Pints and quarts. Yeah. it was, it was crazy. And, and I was still, on the path to get better, but it was a rough road because I was I was in such pain, such pain. Yeah. So if somebody's going through it, I get it. Yeah. I've been through it. Yeah. I know it. So when somebody says, man, I'm having a rough time, I'm like, dude, haha, all right, let's talk because I know right. what you're going through. Oh, and sure. I was utterly alone. I would spend weeks and not see another human soul. Um, I would be just in my, uh, my apartment and, you know, I would just be there and I wouldn't see anybody. And it was very, very difficult uh, for a while. And finally, I just said, okay, enough. That's it. Uh, I am going to be better. I, I have two choices. Either this is the end or change, take control, and rise. Right. And I said, get up off your ass. Let's go. Now, I mean, the good news was I was still working out a lot. So I was in good shape. Really, I was in the best shape I had been in in years. Cause, you know, yeah. when you're lifting weights full with hate, you know, you're like, rah, rah, rah. oh, yeah. <laughs> you get, you get prison hard. ripped. Yeah. yeah. I was getting prison ripped. And I'm like, <laughs> that's too heavy. I don't care. Right, right. <laughs> and um, I, I tell people I lost 30 pounds in two months. It's the Despera trim diet. Uh, I don't recommend it, but it does work. And, uh, <laughs> You know, so finally I said, all right, let's, let's, let's get this taken care of. Let's start figuring out how to get back in the game. Cause I've been 13 years out, uh, um, you know, out of dating and all of that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm 35. Yeah. I got to get back into the dating world in Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. which is oh a crazy gosh. town to begin with. That's an added dynamic. Oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. And so I started studying, you know, dating pickup, uh, self-improvement, uh, anything, anything that was to self-improvement. And uh, it was literally, I would go to Sunset and Vine. There was a bookstore. It was Borders or Barnes and Noble back in the day, (laughs) back in the day, 15 years ago. And uh, it was, you know, and I would go in there. I just go straight to the self-help and start thumbing through. And I'm like, here's a book. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. And that's what I do because I didn't know what else to do. I would go run up Runyon Canyon and then go there or go there first, whatever. But I would sit there and just read and read and read. And I got better and better and better and started training and started, you know, did some therapies here and there and did some different things and got better and better at dating. And then I started teaching uh, dating at some of the the conventions where I was appearing uh, along with some of the other things that I would, um, we can get into that. But I was, I was basically, I was getting in front of thousands of guys and saying, all right, here's what I'm learning. There you go. And it eventually turned into coaching because, um, 
through that process, I found my amazing wife who is phenomenal. And I mean, such an upgrade from my last. It's just like, it's just <laughs> night and day. It's hysterical. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I was just, she was just wow on all fronts. I mean, gorgeous, uh, Miss California contestant, a Pilates instructor. She's a, uh, I can just keep, I can brag on her for, for a while, but she's also um, uh, a produced screenwriter and mm. a coach and Amazon bestseller. I mean, it, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, it's yeah. not just one thing. And right. I, I attracted that into my life. That was the dating and, and, and technique and all that, that I, mm. I called food game. And uh, so I wrote the book on it, available on Amazon now, go get a copy. And <laughs> that once we got together, it was like, okay, fire and fire, let's rock and roll and let's start getting better. So we got trained in NLP, we're certified uh, coaches there and hypnotherapy and uh, bank personality. And she went to yes. like Tony Robbins uh, yes. business mastery and Brendan Burchard, she's a certified high performance coach. That's Oprah's coach, by the way. And mm. I mean, we've got some of the best people in the world who have coached us. So we, we started down the path of actually turning it into a business and she's tearing it up and I'm still, uh, getting there because I still do voiceover. I still do that. Uh, yeah. But yeah. my point to all of this is if you're suffering right now, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not the train but you have to go through the tunnel. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, very, very profound. That's beautiful, Spike. That's beautiful. And, and, and we have a saying on the road to rediscovery and it is on the road to rediscovery, there are no detours. So exactly. yeah, you have to go through, right? Uh, it's go through. all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey. And man, uh, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you walking us through this, okay? Because uh, one thing I really, really uh, ask my guests to do, and, and you've done it a dozen times over, man, with sparkling colors, is uh, to paint a picture for the listeners, okay, of, of, of when you were in that rut, how deep in that rut were you? What did things look like? How was your mindset? You, you, you put us there in our mind's eye, man. I mean, you know, you would, you would be in your apartment for weeks and not see a human being for like two or three weeks. Um, yeah. You know, just you and the four walls. And then of course, you know, the alcoholism and, 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 and just, you know, other ways of kind of self-medicating, I, I guess, you know, um, and, and, and just, just, just the misery that you felt and the hurt and the pain and the fact that, you know, it was also uh, the families of your ex that you're losing and you lost your mom and your dad's out of the picture. I mean, that's a lot of loss to go through, you know, yeah. and you really painted that picture because I know we have listeners out there who are in a very, very similar situation, you know, and, and you are a beacon of light to, uh, to, to, to champion the fact that there is hope. There is hope and it's never too late. And it's never too late. They're not the only one. They're not the only one suffering at all. Yeah, it's never too late. And let me tell you, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit further with you. So that, that yeah. first two months when I was there in Houston, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. And, I, and this is in my book, so it's, it's not a big thing, but it's like it was so bad. And I almost ended it all. I had a loaded 38 snub nose to my temple, cocked, and I was oh squeezing gosh. the trigger. And something wow. just told me, stop, said, this ain't the end. And it just, I just, I still have that, that moment. And it's like, it is the end if you pull. 
If you squeeze that trigger, it is the end. Yeah. So as long as you are breathing, there's hope. There is hope. And the cool thing about it is if you can, if you can make it through the hard part, it can be way better <laughs> than yeah. what you had before. Yeah. I thought that was the pinnacle. I, I, you know, I was in love with my wife. I, I adored her and I knew we were going to turn everything around. And I was like, you know, we're going to make this. Whenever I found out there was some unhappiness, I was like going, okay, well, this is where I shine. It's like, okay, let's, let's fix it. Let's do it. We got this. You and me, we got this. Oh, where are you going? Oh, with my buddy. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh goodness. Yeah, yeah. You know, and now it's like, oh, and now it's just me. Um, and uh, all my support is, uh, oh, oh, look, there's no floor. I mean, oh. no it's, it's like, whoa. And Man. you don't know what happened because if the hard part is a lot of people will have a friend that they can count on. I didn't. Right, right. All of them were gone. Yeah. The people that stepped up are now my, my lifelong friends are people that were kind of on the periphery. That's the weirdest yeah. thing when something like that happens. They were kind of on the periphery and they stepped in to be some of the most solid human beings I've ever met in my life. And they are my family to this day. And they listened to me gripe and bitch and moan and cry yeah. for yeah. months. And, you know, they were there for me. And you know, uh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, no, that is amazing. I mean, uh, and, and, and that's a true testament to their character. It's a true testament to, uh, to the relationship that you have with them right uh, yeah. even before all all, all all the all the walls started crumbling you know it's truly truly it, it, just like they say uh where you know um your true makeup of a person you know it comes through when you are in a major chaotic situation and there's a big problem and the way you handle it the way you respond to it you know that that shows the true metal within a person. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a believer of that. Uh, the same applies to when, uh, who your true friends are, right? Yep. Uh, when you really, as my father would say, fall flat on your butt, see who's there at that time to help you get up, right? Those are your true friends. And a lot of times that's not revealed until something uh, devastating happens. You know, it's yeah. unfortunate, but it's good to discover and find out who that is so that you can apply and, and, and keep those relationships and get rid of the ones that are, that are, that are toxic. Right. True story. That is absolutely true. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. I, I thought I could count on were gone. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Now oh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so let's talk about, let's talk about man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of your, 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 your spirit, um, your, your intensity, uh, in, uh, the positive intensity, right? Uh, uh, you, I mean, your charm. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on when I hear you talk, I'm like, yeah, this guy's fired up, man. I want to be fired up with him and everything. So, so, um, with, with your upbeat personality and everything, um, uh, what got you into um, the world of voice acting? You have a lot of inflection in how you talk. You have a lot of inflection, even when you incorporate like character voices or a voice of a certain demographic that we can all relate to when we say back in the day and we sound like we're senior <laughs> citizens and that sort of thing. Um, uh, was, was that just part of, is that just part of your personality and who you are to where you could easily gravitate to that? Or what, what got you into that? 
Well, it's, it's interesting because I decided I wanted to be an actor early on. And uh, this was in, uh, well, I say early on, this was in uh, high school. And when we moved down to Houston, I hadn't thought about being an actor. I had no idea. I was actually thinking about being a lawyer because that's where the money was, right? I was like, I'm fine. I'll be a lawyer. Great. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, I want, I want the cars. I want the apartments and town, you know, I want, I want to be living in a high rise and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so my, my dad had mentioned one time, he's like, well, if you're going to be a lawyer, you should probably take some acting classes because you're speaking and you do have, there is some acting involved. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll try that. Mm -hmm. So I took an acting, uh, I got into drama in, uh, high school and I auditioned for Charlie's aunt. Uh, and I got the lead role of Jack Chesney and on my first audition ever. And this, we did, we did the whole play, the whole process. And I loved it. And I had a terrible British accent. It was awful. I'm sure. And <laughs> It was, and now I do like tons of different British accents, but um, I remember when the curtain went down and the applause went up and I was just like, oh, I'm done. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Hey, oh, you yeah. were sold. You were sold. Oh, I was sold. It was done. <laughs> and so I did, I did more and more and more uh, there. And I decided, you know, after that, I went to the University of Houston, which was like one of the top five drama schools uh, at the time and uh, studied there and did, went all the way through, almost graduated, didn't care. I mean, I was an actor, I was already an actor. I was already doing right. stuff. I went pro like in 88, 89, got an agent and started actually working. And the interesting thing about uh, that, so I got, a, I got a baccalaureate degree from the honors program, majoring in drama from the University of Houston and nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. It doesn't on, matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter a bit, right? Because I took yeah. all the acting and they're like, okay, well now you need some biology and some political science. I'm like, bye. I'm going to go bye. Right, right. act on camera, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't yeah. care. And um, as an actor in Houston, you do everything. Like, yeah. I mean, you would go to Austin, Dallas, and New Orleans, and Houston, sometimes even Oklahoma City, to audition and, and do whatever. And you would do commercials. You would do industrial films for training films for corporations. You'd sure. be in a movie. You'd be in a TV yeah. show. You'd do voiceover radio, anything and everything, because that's what you did. You're an actor. That's right. That's right. And that's right. when I moved to L.A., it's like they try to pigeonhole you as fast as you can. Well, now, I had done a lot of anime uh, in Houston, I was dubbing voice over there because I was in a live action movie with Amanda Wynn Lee, who was directing and uh, had been doing tons of, of voiceover in the anime world uh, at that time. And AD Vision was the place in the US where they were really dubbing uh, Japanese anime. And so uh, she said, come on over, let's, let's you know, audition for that. I'm like, okay, cool, let's do that. And so I did that and that was going on for years. So I did lots and lots of titles didn't think anything of it. It was just, yeah, I'm dubbing this stuff in English. Okay, whatever. When yeah. I went out to LA in 2005, it was like, thank God I had done that because I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And so it was like, well, I will mix and mingle and network in the voiceover world. And that yes. luckily paid my bills for almost 15 years for the most part. Sometimes it was quite tight, <laughs> but oh, sure, you know, sure, sure. I ate. I ate food yeah. and I had a roof over my head for 15 yeah. years in Hollywood, which is a feat in itself as an actor. And <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, and what was so wonderful about that is that 
when I was going through all my trouble, Amanda was one of the people that she had moved out to LA. So I knew her very well for many, many years. And she's basically she's my sister. Come on. And um, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. All I want to do, all I really want to do mm-hmm. is I want to travel the world. I want to eat good food and I just want to have fun. And she goes, we'll go to conventions. I'm like, huh? what? <laughs> right. What is that? She goes, you know, you're kind of famous, right? I'm like, her? what i'm like i don't know <laughs> i i have no idea uh, apparently i'm famous so then she's like yeah go to conventions they'll pay you they'll fly you they'll they'll do you'll you'll go have fun and just party it up and i'm like okay i'll do that so i started figuring that out so reaching out to all the conventions they're like yes we want you come let, you know. so i went all over the yeah. world and yeah. i was like oh my god what a party oh my gosh man and it was it was lovely and it was it was it was that it's like it's manifestation. I can go into manifestation on a lot of things, but right. we manifest everything in our lives all at all times. And I didn't realize that that's what I really wanted to do. And it's like the universe found a way. Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Um, and that was, that was really a lifesaver. And that's what put me on the road. Cause I've always wanted to be a public speaker and right. do things right. like coaching and, and motivational speaking and things like that. Yeah. Because I, I was a cheerleader in high school for crying out loud. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I like that. And I've always been drawn to that. Even as a kid, my dad would listen to some tapes of, you know, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, Zig Ziglar, you know, whatever, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he didn't ever actually incorporate it very well, but uh, you know that's fine. Different animal, and I just found that it was like it was just a whole new world for me, and I was enjoying it. And my whole life turned around. Now I was doing these amazing things that the other people that I that I would say I would say back then I would say I blame them for it all. Uh, my ex and my ex best friend. I mean they would kill to be doing that. And I'm like, check it out. I'm over here in London. How you like me now, right? (laughs) Yeah. How you like me now? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. And I still, I'm in Australia right now because of that. Wow. You know, I was appearing in Melbourne and the Gold Coast and then COVID hit and we decided, you know, we'll wait it out here. It'll be a couple of months. It'll be fine. Don't worry. It'll be a couple of months, a couple of months. We'll be back home. Yeah, nine months. Nine later. months later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I and since the last time I talked to you, now we're expecting another baby. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, congratulations! That's right. Oh man, very excited. Man, what a journey you have had and continue to have, my friend. What a journey, man! I am so happy for you and your wife. Uh, Thank you. I, 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 there's just tons of excitement when it comes to a little one coming, right? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is, man. So uh, such an amazing journey, uh, a lot of learning, a lot of growth. Uh, you've shared a lot of insights that, uh, that I know without a doubt has resonated with our listeners. Um, I want my listeners to learn more about you, how to connect with you, how to pick up your book, to read even more insights that you share on your book. Uh, h- how, can they, how can they learn more about Spike Spencer? Um, okay, well, very, very simple. Uh, go to spikespencer.com. Okay. Uh, everything is there. I'm still working on it. Uh, so if I go to coaching, if you're interested in coaching and, and really, really diving in and, and getting actual change uh, inside, check all that out. Uh, the book is available on Amazon. Now, I have a couple of books. Now, this here's the, the interesting part. So I have had a weird life. Let's just throw, throw that right out there. And okay. so one of the books is 
Food Game, A Man's Ultimate Recipe for Dating Success, which came from the talks that I've been giving worldwide called Don't Kill Your Date and Other Cooking Tips, um, <laughs> which is which is if you're a guy and you want to date, this is the way to do it, bar none, hands down, the best, period. I know I did it in LA and I had a lot of fun. Um, wow. And I've, I'm working on another book for women now, actually. Um, and it's called uh, You Can't Fix Him Because He Ain't Broke. So we're going to work on that. I'm, I'm, I'm writing that right now. And uh, so that just go to my website and you'll be able to find everything. My voice stuff is there. If you like voiceover, if you know me from that world, I've got a demo there. You can always look me up on imdb.com. Um, that's really the easiest because uh, the, oh, the other book I was going to say is called What Happens at the Con Stays at the Con. Uh, stories from the Silly, Sassy, Saucy, Underbelly of Anne of comic conventions and more volume two uh a lot of crazy fun stuff in there uh it's not for little kitties um (laughs) well like i say if you've heard you've seen south park you've seen worse it's fine yeah and but it's fun and it's true uh these things all happen it's crazy Mm -hmm. and uh those are those two things now my podcast you can see the mind scrambler podcast all of those are on my website spikesmisher.com slash podcast. Uh, They're also on iTunes and and several different places. And I've just had some really good uh, interviews and I've got some big ones coming in. They've already said yes. And I'm just waiting to schedule them. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, So those are the places you can find me. um, And I do have a membership group that is ongoing coaching kind of for the geek nerd world. If you're in that world, Uh, I kind of kind of shy towards that because that's my, my realm. Uh, and that'll be opening up in January. You can't get in there now. Um, but if you go to my website, you can go to under voice fan club and you get on my email list. I'm going to fix it where you can get on my email list really, really easy. That's fine. But uh, those are the places to find me. Um, I'm, I'm talking all the time, uh, every day for the most part on YouTube, Facebook, mm-hmm. um, and Twitch. So, you know, I talk pretty much every day on my mind scrambler show, which is just a chat fest really, unless I do the podcast that day. So yeah, you can find me. Man, that's beautiful. Beautiful spike. I'm going to make sure that we have uh, direct links to your website, to the books and the podcast in the episode show notes for the listeners to immediately connect uh, with you off of, uh, off of uh, the, uh, the episode. So uh, man, that is fantastic. I personally will join your fan club. I'm a voice voiceover aficionado and uh, and done some unofficial um, small time stuff, nothing really big. Uh, but but you know, I've always been a fan of it, and I continue to dabble in it here and there. So, uh, Spike, man, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, man. It's been so great having you. You've you've been quite transparent and candid with us. Uh, and, and, and we appreciate that. Uh, but furthermore, man, I just appreciate the upbeat personality that you have in spite of those, those challenges and struggles that you've had. Well, thank you. I mean, and this is something that everybody can do. You know what? It yeah. just, it takes a little time to, yeah. to zoom out. Once you zoom out and see the big picture, you realize how small these issues really are. It just takes some work. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I couldn't agree more. All right, we're going to go into a, um, uh, a small segment I like to call Three for the Road uh, mm-hmm. as we wind down our conversation. In Three for the Road, I ask my guests three random yet thought-provoking questions 
that I try to challenge you to answer in five words or less. So what do you think? You think you might be up for it? Bring it. Bring it. Okay, there he is. Hold up the number five. All right. Three for the road. Spike Spencer, here's your question number one. You are in your office working and the phone rings. You check the caller ID and it happens to be the name of someone you know, but someone you've been trying to avoid. You answer the phone using your voiceover skills and talents and you portray the voice of who? Hmm. <laughs> Hello, this is Luigi's. <laughs> oh, they call pizzeria. Hello, Luigi Pizzeria. What you order? <laughs> I love it. They'll they'll start second guessing themselves. Did I call or dial the right number? You know, they may. I gotta tell you, dial. I've done that to my friends. Yeah, and I'll, I'll answer the phone. I'm like, thank you for calling Time Life Books. This is Susan. <laughs> and my buddy's like, uh, I, I, yeah, it's me, dude. <laughs> you know what um, I do, right? <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. All right. So question number two. You are, um, name, name a character, name a character that you have, uh, either have or have not performed the voice of, um, that you would like to sit down and have a beer with and a good conversation and just maybe pick their brain. Oh, okay. So a voice of a character maybe I have or have not worked with. Right. Hmm. Well, it's a live person, but they have been animated. So I'm going to go with Stan Lee. Excelsior. Stan Lee. I'm down with you, man. Marvel, I shook right? his hand once. I, I got to shake his hand once. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. Lovely, Dude, man. That's awesome. That's Very, awesome. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Now, um, speaking of um, animation, I'm a big fan of animation. I'm a big fan of uh, all the characters from back in the day, uh, yeah. you know, growing up for us. So um, if you were sitting down, this is question number three to top us off. Okay. Three, for, three for the road. Okay. All right. All right. If you were sitting down uh, having a cup of coffee with none other than Mr. Mel Blank, oh, yeah. what would you ask him? If I kill you, do I become you? <laughs> and you probably ask just like that, right? <laughs> Excuse me, Mel. Real quick. Can I have a little of your blood to inject directly into me? Thank you. Maybe it's that uh, that 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 voice character DNA, right? <laughs> Through the blood. What man? Whatever it is, I'm just he is. Yeah. yeah, he's the VO god for almost everybody who ever does voices. It's like, oh, yep, for sure, for he's sure, the man. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Well, congratulations, Spike. You have successfully completed three for the road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? I need to make some kind of prize or something for completing three <laughs> for the road. Oh, we'll get to it because I, I kind of end it like this. Like, oh, yeah, congratulations. And it's like, okay, you, you, you talked me off the ledge. Now what? Do I get a gift? <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, congratulations. <laughs> All right. So, man, Spike. A lot of insights, a lot of background. Um, 
you know, a lot of experiences you've shared with us, man. Thank you so, so, so much uh, for your time. Uh, I hope we can stay connected, man, and uh, talk some, you know, five, six months down the line, perhaps, uh, for any uh, updates and any new information or new projects that you may be work working on by then. I Absolutely. hope we can stay connected. Hey, I'm, I'm happy to dive in deeper on all this stuff because I can go, I can go down the rabbit hole for days. <laughs> for days. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Got it, baby. That's right. All right. Thanks again, man. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening. And one last reminder, if you want to have VIP type access for advanced notifications of upcoming episodes and the guests before they're even published, visit roadtorediscovery.com. That's road the number two, rediscovery.com. Thank you so much. The Road to Rediscovery, it's a movement, a revolution. And guess what? You are now part of it. There's a lot of turns and twists on the road, and I'm so glad you're on the journey with me. Thanks again for listening. We'll chat again soon. <laughs>